It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's not that BYU needed added motivation and obviously bulletin board material going into their first season in the Big 12 Conference, but ESPN decided to go and give it to them. We'll talk about that. We're also catching up with BYU linebacker Max Tooley. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's day one of year six of the podcast. We celebrated our five-year anniversary yesterday. And just a quick reminder that we are still your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And I had a conversation not too long ago with a BYU coach and we were going back and forth and this was actually before the uh, media poll came out for the Big 12 Conference and I was uh, part of the media core that was uh, privileged enough to vote on that and I had slated BYU 10th in my preseason poll that I submitted to the Big 12 Conference and in going back and forth with this coach we were talking about okay where do you think you guys will land in the media poll I told them I had picked them 10th and the response I got I'm not joking about this the response I got with I hope they pick us 14th. I hope they pick us dead last. And I was like, geez, that seems aggressive. But uh, the conversation, well, apparently it was uh, one that was going to foretell the future because as I'm going to throw up here on YouTube, uh, ESPN delivered uh, that very prediction yesterday. Bill Connolly as well as Dave Wilson, two of the staff writers for ESPN that cover a lot of college football, laid out uh, their prediction of how the Big 12 is going to finish. Both of them picking Texas, Oklahoma to go 1-2. But then... All the way down at number 14 on both of these lists for Bill Connolly and Dave Wilson, number 14, BYU. Now, uh, that is going to deliver, I think, some bulletin board material to BYU. And as I said in the open, I don't necessarily think that BYU needs that much motivation because they're going into a new conference. They're, they're starting a new era in their football history. And I don't think they necessarily needed much to uh, get them ready and get them really hyped for the season to come. But this is absolutely something if you're Kalani Satake or any one of the other coaches slash administrators or staff members, even the players themselves inside the BYU football program, that's something you slap up on a wall and say, look at that. That's what ESPN thinks of us. That's what people out in the national media think of us. Let's go shock the world and prove them wrong. That is absolutely how BYU should channel this. Now... I expect the BYU will have a conversation about this at some level. I don't know how formal it might come up, but this is absolutely something I would venture a, a strong guess that BYU will use this as internal motivation as they go into this debut season in the Big 12 Conference. Does that mean it's going to be the thing that pushes them over the top? No. They absolutely have to go out there and prove themselves every single day and acquit themselves as good uh, 
football players and obviously a program that is a force to be reckoned with. And it may take some time for them to become one of those type of programs if they ever do become it. This is a new era for BYU playing in the Power 5 ranks. But the thing is, that's the type of stuff you channel if you're BYU and absolutely glom onto and go after it. I, I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. I, I, I can't explain how hyped I am to watch BYU football just over a week away. It's been a long offseason. And really an offseason didn't really have much downtime at the same time. Because remember, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the conference realignment saga that just kept going and going and going, that really kind of powered us through the offseason, but it still feels like it's been forever. And I have been very much looking forward to watching BYU actually play football games. I've been lucky enough the last two weeks to be out at high school football games here along the Wasatch Front calling games and getting uh, that taste of things. But I just love the college game. I can't wait for week zero coming up on Saturday. There's some pretty good games in that uh, mix. San Jose State, USC, Navy, Notre Dame, just to name a couple of them. We'll talk more about those in particular on tomorrow's podcast. But I just I'm very excited for the season for BYU. And that is absolutely something. You, you say the rallying cry should be like, prove Bill and Dave wrong. If they picked us 14th, let's go shock the world and show them that how wrong they are. And the other thing about this is this is a BYU team that I think has been severely under um, how am I saying under under-recognized in terms of the overall additions they made to their roster. They've done a very good job in terms of constructing the roster, it feels like, to have adequate and hopefully somewhat quality of depth as they go into this Big 12 conference. Now, it's been uh, leaking out all day long. I'm recording this late Wednesday night, uh, but it's been leaking out all day long that Taylor Alfrey suffered a shoulder injury in BYU's final practice of fall camp. I can confirm he did suffer that injury, the severity of which and how long he's going to be out. Anybody's guess right now, I've been told it's likely months, and that's the terminology that was used. What does that mean? Three months, four months? Does it mean a month? Like, I, I don't know what that means. But BYU could very well be down to their third string safety uh, when you had Micah Harper obviously lost for the season due to that ACL injury. And then you have a guy like Talon Alfrey get himself injured as well. Not get himself injured, but got injured, I should say in practice. The other thing about this is, is a lot of people out there are saying, well, as I mentioned yesterday, Eddie Heckard should move back to safety. Move Jacob Robinson. That's not happening, folks. I just do not see that happening. And I've heard very, very good things about two guys in particular I think could uh, move up and really fill the void, at least in the early run for however long Talon Alfrey might be out for. Those two names are ones that might be a little bit of a surprise to you, but I've heard really good things about Ethan Slade and Tanner Wall. Tanner Wall is a guy who made the transition from a wide receiver to defensive back and has really wowed the coaches with his athleticism. He really transformed his body coming home off of a mission. Uh, he's just a guy that's been very, very reliable. Obviously you have a former four-star prospect in Raider DeMooney. Uh, obviously that talent will rise to the top eventually. You just got to get uh, the playbook under his belt and obviously just get engrossed with the program and understand what the overall scheme and philosophy is. And once that happens, it feels like the sky's the limit for him. And I just need to remind you, Malik Moore is a fifth-year starter for BYU. So you you have a pretty steady hand at least at one safety position, and the injuries obviously are going to be tough to overcome, but I'm still fairly confident that BYU will find an adequate adjustment, and Jay Hill's uh, too good of a defensive coordinator, it feels like, not to find a way to scheme uh, to help his defense versus having that hole at the safety position where Michael Harper and or Talon Alfrey might have been, uh, just to let them, uh, as, he's, as he's talked about, die, uh, die by a, th- a thousand paper cuts. He's not going to let that happen. So, looking forward to this. 
we'll see how things ultimately shake out uh, for the Cougars. But the other thing about this is it's a huge opportunity this year for BYU to take another step forward in terms of the overall uh, brand recognition, the overall recognition period of the of Brigham Young University as well as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, their sponsoring institution. And uh, Jay Drew was at, at Tom Homo's annual, uh, uh, he speaks to the public at BYU Education Week, and Jay threw up a graphic on Twitter. I pulled it off Twitter here. That's It threw, threw this up. It was from a, a study saying that, quote, BYU is the most visible extension of the church, and then additional to that, athletics is the most visible extension of BYU unquote. That is absolutely true, and I, I've heard that from multiple people. It came from a Lipman Hearn study, a brand study of BYU in 2020. And BYU athletics, folks, it, it, it's got too far-reaching of an ability to get into people's, uh, I guess, homes than anything else. Because when BYU football plays, people are paying attention. They and obviously with BYU playing Power Five football now, you're going to see the brand continue to just really kind of see its star rise. Hopefully, with the success on the football field. I've talked with Rondo Felberg. He's been on my radio show in, here in Salt Lake City multiple times talking about the fact that when BYU is playing their best, speaking of the football program in particular, it's no better uh, thing for the, BYU, for the overall mission of the church, the missionary arm of the church is what I should say, in terms of evangelizing and sharing the gospel. When BYU football is playing well and winning big games, people are more, uh, there's just more attention and people are more willing to hear about what the church is all about and obviously by extension wanting to know what BYU is all about. So, uh, there's a very interesting fall ahead because it's a whole new era for BYU. And the nice part is BYU understands that and they now have some bulletin board material to go out and motivate themselves with, albeit with some injuries, some dings and dents there as well. We'll talk about some more of those injuries, some of the other news and notes I have uh, for you guys coming up here in just a moment. We're also going to catch up with Max Tooley, a guy that BYU, speaking of a defense that needs to have some leaders step forward, a guy like Max Tooley who was injured a year ago, he's had some injuries throughout his time at BYU. If he can enjoy a fully healthy senior season. What is he capable of accomplishing? Had a one-on-one conversation with him recently. We'll play that for you guys coming up next. First word on our friends over at eBay Motors though. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when you're, if it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, my friends. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know if the part will fit or your money back. That's the guarantee from our friends at eBay Motors. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices all on ebaymotors.com, everybody. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and in some exclusions may apply. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to encourage you guys to make sure you check it out. It's the two-part Ultimate College Football Preview. It's live now on Locked On Big 12. Uh, make sure you check out check it out. I had a really, really fun part to play in that with the Locked On Big 12 Preview. It's available on YouTube, on our channel, as well as a myriad of others. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, of course, where the motto is, Your Team 
every day. And thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast. All right, uh, so a couple other injury notes for you guys is that BYU is actually fairly uh, injury-free going into what today, speaking of Thursday, is officially game week. They're going to spend some extra time getting ready for the Sam Houston State game, obviously, and obviously trying to uh, get these guys as healthy as possible. There are some nagging injuries, obviously, just lingering over from camp. The guys got bruises. They call them bumps and bruises, whatever you want to term it. There's a lot of that lingering over. But guys I would keep an eye on in terms of the lead-up to this game include Hinkley Ropati. He suffered a knee injury during BYU's second-to-last scrimmage Tuesday night was essentially a scrimmage. So the scrimmage last Saturday, Hinkley got dinged up. And the question is, how long is he going to be out uh, with what appears to be a lower leg slash knee injury? Hopefully he won't be out too long. Other ones to keep an eye on. uh, The wide receiving core uh, has had some dings and dents. Guys like Keanu Hill, Cody Epps have been nagging some lingering injuries throughout training camp. The hope is that they will not be as as serious as maybe originally feared and they'll be able to go uh, once actual game prep practices begin. But keep an eye on both of them. Cody Epps, uh, as well as Keanu Hill, those are two guys to keep an eye on. Chase Roberts suffered a shoulder injury early on, like the first day of training camp. What I have heard is he's made very good progress, and the hope is that he'll be full go. The nice part is BYU brought in two very capable additions in both Darius Lassiter as well as Keelan Marion, and they've been absolutely sensational in training camp. Brave reports from multiple people I have talked to about what they have shown, and Parker Kingston has acquitted himself quite well. Guys like JoJo Phillips, in terms of youngsters moving up the depth chart. He's made a move up the depth chart as well of late, and JoJo's got all the physical tools in the world. 6'5", nearly 6'6", got the ability to jump out of the gym as a former basketball player, and he's got incredible hands. A catch radius that is absolutely insane is what I've heard about JoJo Phillips, and the good news is it sounds like there are a bevy of options there, even if guys like Keanu Hill and Cody Epps may not be ready for Game 1 against Sam Houston State, but the goal is, if at all possible, to have them out there on the field, obviously. They're competitors. They want to play games. Cody Epps has suffered so many injuries during his time as a BYU player. Three seasons, three season-ending injuries. Obviously, this one is not considered to be season-ending, obviously, but you want to hope that he can have a more healthy season this year. But we'll have to kind of wait and see. So those are the kind of the news and notes of guys I would keep an eye on in the lead-up uh, to the game. Obviously, anything else I learned from our uh, folks on the inside, or practice insiders as we call them, people that watch far more of BYU's preparation than I ever will get the opportunity to do so. Uh, We'll be sure to pass that along in future editions of the podcast. Time now to let you guys hear from Max Tooley. Had a great chat with him. He's a guy who obviously had his own injury concerns last season, battled back, had off-season shoulder surgery that knocked him out of spring ball. He's been very, very steady in training camp, getting up to speed alongside guys like Ben Bywater in terms of understanding what BYU is doing defensively. Had a great chat with him earlier on in training camp. This goes back, I think, last week is when we talked. Had a great chat about what he hopes to do this year for BYU. His recent uh, getting uh, married to his now wife. A lot to talk about with Max Tooley right now on Locked on Cougars. You are a veteran at this point. I've been through many uh, training camps slash fall camp. What's different about this one, if anything? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a veteran in, uh, in terms of how long I've been here. Uh-huh. But I think, yeah, one thing I've noticed with this new defense and a new scheme, uh-huh. um, you know, you kind of feel like a new guy again, you know. Okay. Starting in camp, you know, at least for the first couple weeks, getting the hang of the defense, uh-huh. um, learning all the techniques and stuff. You know, it's kind of humbled me a little bit. You know, it's a little rusty. Um, I haven't played in a while as well. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's honestly great. You know, learning a new defense, getting more familiar 
with the game itself, you know, seeing what other people like to do, yeah. what we're going to do this year. So now you missed spring, obviously. So I think that probably adds to the fact that hey, you're feeling like you're kind of like a yeah. new guy in this. How how big has it been to have other guys around you like Ben Bywad, who also are, are kind of learning this alongside you? No, yeah, exactly. Me, Ben, AJ, even AJ yeah. came in after yeah. the spring. Mm -hmm. um, so we've all been kind of in that same boat this summer. Um, learning the defense, you know, especially this fall as we're taking reps and getting in live practices. Um, you know, all that is is just getting, getting the repetitions down, um, figuring it out together. So it's been good to have those guys, you know, be able to learn it together. So, what's it been like working with Coach Hill? Coach Hill, he's a, he's a beast, man. I mean, I love the guys. It's hard. You never know what you're gonna get from him. Yeah. Um, day in and day out, but can always expect um, intensity and you know he's always gonna push us to do our best mm -hmm. you know regardless of if you're a veteran first year freshman guy he's always gonna push you the same so that's been it's been one of the, the consistent things about him is he's always gonna come out every day looking to coach his butt off and uh, make us better as football players I just want to ask you a similar question about coach Anna obviously he's an alum of this uh -huh. university and played your position what's he been like yeah I mean he's he I mean all these guys coached um, together at different schools yeah you know, so a lot of them have, yeah. yeah, similar philosophies, similar intensity levels. Uh -huh. So, you know, Anna's the same kind of way. He's always coming in every day with just looking for ways to help us improve and both on and off the field. So it's been good for him as well. Uh, physically, how are you <laughs> feeling going into this season versus previous ones, if anything's different? Yeah, obviously coming off the shoulder surgery, that's been an adjustment for yeah. me. Um, honestly, that's just a matter of getting used to it and just trusting it, trusting the surgery. Yeah. Um, but, you know, physically I'm heavier than I've been in the past, so I've kind of noticed that that impact for sure on the field. Um, having a couple extra pounds definitely helps. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I don't feel pretty good for a 25-year-old, you know. <laughs> Try to feel good. Okay, the question is, did you lose any of that speed gain in those, those extra pounds? Personally, I don't think so, you know. <laughs> um, time will tell, but... Yeah. I still feel fast, still feel twitchy. So. Still got the ability to take it to the house if you get that chance again. Yeah, right? yeah let's hope so, okay. for sure. Fair enough. Uh, also, you recently got married. Uh, how was married life versus being a bachelor and playing football? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, getting married has been a really, really good thing for me. It's kind of, you know, shifted my mindset a little bit going into my last year of football. It's kind of helped just, just lock in, you know, take things a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. um, she's a great, she's a great help to me great influence to me so it's been great been married for a month so far so it's been a solid first month you haven't screwed it up yet haven't that's, screwed it up yet yep. <laughs> that's what we like to hear. yeah uh last couple of things for me is obviously a big season ahead <coughs> first year in the big 12 how excited are you to be how excited are you to be able to be a part of this team being in the big 12 no yeah i mean i think when the when the big 12 was first announced i never really had it in my plans to you know be with the team to go into yeah. it so I kind of honestly put it on the back burner for most of my career, or since it's been announced at least. Um, but you know, this year it's obviously hit us, and you know, it's it's the real it's a real deal right now. So I think we're all getting ready, getting our minds right to go into this first year. You know, prove what BYU can can actually do in a Power Five conference. So. Now I know it's a game by game process. Sometimes you're looking at Sam Houston State, but is there one or two teams on this Big 12 schedule you're looking forward to playing more than others? I mean, yeah, I'd say for sure. You know, whether it be you know, family ties. I got cousins who are really big OU fans. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be rooting against me for that game. But I think, you know, obviously there's these big, big name teams that we're playing this year. You know, you yeah. got the Texas, you know, the Oklahoma, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think those games will, will just be some of those memorable games that you'll never forget about. So, it'll be a solid first year. Get some, 
get some uh, big time games in there. So, can you, if I were to say over under on so in terms of an interception return for touchdowns, you had two of them last year. Yeah. If I put the over under at point five, will you, think you'll take that bet? I I take the over for sure. You know, I believe in myself. Anytime I get the ball, if I'm if I'm getting a pick, I'm gonna do my best to take it to the house. So, you know, if I get one this year, then that's an easy over bet. So. All right, we'll take that. Yeah. Max, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, no worries. Appreciate it. There you go, Max Tooley, BYU linebacker. Big thank you to him for taking the time. And by the way, also just congratulations once again to him uh, for recently getting married. They've been married for just over a month now. And obviously that's a big step in any person's life, much less a guy who is playing high-level Division One football. A guy, as he mentioned, he's 25 years old and looking to uh, go out on the right note as a BYU football player and wish him nothing but the best. A healthy season, obviously, the number one thing. And obviously all the success in the world that we can obviously wish him moving forward here with the BYU football program and uh, really really love talking to Max at some point down the road he and I are gonna have to do an interview and actually uh, do it in Mandarin Chinese we both speak Mandarin having served missions uh, speaking Mandarin uh, wouldn't necessarily be make sense to really anybody else outside maybe us too in Cougar Nation it's a few of you out there may also speak Mandarin but uh, we've joked about that from time to time just when I've had conversations with him but nonetheless a big thank you to Max for taking the time to join me here on Locked On Cougars. Uh, now, also one other thing real quick. I can give you a little tidbit. Uh, lock this in actually. So, um, I've, like I said, I'm recording this Wednesday night. Just last night, locked in our player guest. It's going to be an NIL deal for the upcoming season. We had some hiccups, had some false starts in terms of some guys we had pursued in terms of having on the podcast. Finally narrowed in and have locked in our player guest. I'm looking forward to making that official announcement to you guys. Well, we'll announce it on Monday. Why not? We'll, we'll make you wait a little bit. But if you want to throw your guest in and who we're going to talk to, it was not necessarily, uh, it was not an easy process this time. I really narrowed in on Clark Barrington last year because I, I had a personal relationship with him. This year, as I mentioned, we had some multiple false starts and some uh, ideas that we moved down the, the path with certain people and things just didn't work out in certain circumstances, but could not be more excited to finally have it all locked in. And we'll, we'll get that going for you guys next week right here on the podcast. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we finish out today's show with a look at where you can find other BYU teams in action later on this evening. Also, a look back at two more games in BYU's 2022 season as our run through all 155 games of BYU's independent era uh, nears its end. We're going to be coming up on the, we'll t- finish it up tomorrow. We talk about two more games coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, first a word on our friends over at BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is out there to help you guys out. The show is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. And of course, all of us have struggles in life, no matter what it might be with work, relationships, anything else really. And the best part is therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. We all know that uh, life gets you down at times. And that's where therapy can come in. So if you want to check it out, our friends at BetterHelp want to help you guys out. It's entirely Entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're not having to rearrange your life to make uh, appointments and all that type of stuff. It's all done online. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you feel it's just not working out uh, like you'd want it to, feel free to switch it up and uh, find out what you're looking for. If you're looking and thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try, my friends. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit pe- BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollars. You get 10 percent off your first month once again that's locked uh, excuse me betterhelp.com slash locked on college to get that 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on college Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at perry homes perry homes is here for you guys no matter what stage of life you might be in 
Whether you're looking for your first home or ready to upgrade, upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes is Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. they got many uh, price points, communities, and home designs all designed to meet you where you need and meet your needs overall. The best part is they got beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front. They also have multiple communities in St. George area in Washington County if you want to get down to Red Rock Country and live down there. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to town homes as well. And the best part is they even have quick moving homes available if you're ready to move right away. And right now they're offering generous financing incentives for their preferred lender as well to get started. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com P-E-R-R-Y by the way. PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday uh, whenever you hear this. Hope you guys are all doing well out there. Uh, a couple of notes before we go on today's show is congratulations to the seven BYU football players who have been named to the Senior Bowl watch list. Now, uh, it'll be linebacker Ben Bywater, offensive lineman, uh, both uh, Caleb Etienne as well as Ian Fitzgerald, uh, also, also Connor Pay. So three offensive linemen, Connor Pay, then tight end Isaac Rex, Keaton Slovis at quarterback, and Max Tooley, also a linebacker, have been named to this watch list. Now, how prestigious is this? Okay, there are over 700 names on the official watch list from the Senior Bowl, but it means that you are at least on the radar of the most prestigious in terms of the, it's kind of like a miniature NFL combine. You get an invite to the Reese's Senior Bowl, you are projected to be drafted in the upcoming NFL draft. They don't bring everybody in. They bring in actually a very select number, and of those 700 names currently on that watch list, uh, I think it's going to be narrowed down to maybe less than 100 in terms of overall invitations handed out to the event. So it's good to have all seven of these guys getting that opportunity. It's held down there in Mobile, Alabama, obviously every uh, winter, but uh, best of luck to all seven of these players. Uh, what we've already heard from Jim Nagy is they already thought that uh, Keaton Slovis was NFL draft material. It'd be very, very surprising if he does not get that invite based on just kind of the, the comments previously from Jim Nagy, who is the executive director of the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl. But it's good to see these other guys getting their opportunity and wishing them nothing but the best as they move forward here. Also, BYU picked up another uh, commitment, a preferred walk-on this time from a three-star offensive lineman in David Clifford. Out of San Diego, it goes to Poway High School down there. He said in, uh, to 24-7 Sports, there are a lot of reasons why I chose BYU. I've been there several times and it's an amazing place. The academics and athletics are top-notch and the fan base is so enthusiastic. He also mentioned the fact that BYU is a church school for me. It's a religious school that's focused on Jesus Christ and has high moral standards and that was important to me. I haven't decided if I'm going to go on a mission or yet or not. That's something I can figure out later but I'm just excited about my decision. Now this is a pretty big pickup because he is a three-star prospect and he's actually preferred a walk-on status for BYU in terms of he's not taking up a scholarship right away, but he does, excuse me, he has picked BYU over offers from the likes of Power 5 level Arizona, Colorado State, Nevada, Air Force, San Diego State, and several Ivy League programs. He said that it was a tough decision to accept a preferred walk-on instead of one of the other 15 scholarship offers that I had. I had to ponder and pray about it, but in the end, BYU just felt like the right fit. This is a really solid pickup, I feel like, for BYU, and if Clifford develops like BYU and other people out there project and recruiting, you 
you've got a starting caliber offensive lineman down the road who comes to BYU paying his own way. Now, if he proves to be that caliber of an offensive lineman, you obviously put him on scholarship, but it really, really good to have BYU getting guys of his caliber into the football program. So congratulations to David Clifford, and uh, we'll see if we can get him on the podcast to talk about this, that decision a little uh, in, more in depth moving forward. All right, a couple other notes. BYU men's basketball played their third of four games in their European tour. I uh, played KK Zadar, which is the home club of the former BYU legend, uh, Tresemir Chosic. Um, BYU struggled in this one. They actually were tied 41-41 at halftime, but in the second half, BYU just fell apart. They ended up losing this game 80-57, to just 16 points after halftime in this game. As Robbie McCombs pointed out, BYU shot just 11 of 42. That's 26% from three. After making a bevy of threes in their first two contests, they just could not uh, make them in this game. And as Jonathan Tavernari, who played overseas for a number of years, said that's a Euro Cup team. Speaking of KK Zadar, they're loaded with talent year after year, one of the marquee teams in Europe. So uh, maybe the best team BYU will play in this tour, but a tough loss uh, for BYU, uh, and obviously they'll learn something from it. But really cool to have the connection with Kreshmer Chosic. He has a, uh, he has like a statue built outside of that stadium, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and obviously the history, having his family on hand to meet with BYU uh, basketball players. Really cool to connect different eras of BYU basketball in that game despite the loss for the Cougars. All right, a final couple of notes for you guys on today's show is BYU women's soccer is back in action tonight at home as they host Long Beach State at Southfield. Six o'clock mountain time start, a little bit earlier than typical. It'll be on ESPN Plus, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus if you want to tune into that. Once again, six o'clock start for BYU women's soccer who moved up to number 11 in the country after starting their season 2-0 after two wins last week. Would fully expect them to go out out there and win this one and hopefully make it 3-0 and on the season as they wrap up an early season homestand against the beach, as they call themselves. All right, now we wrap up today's show with a look back at two more games in BYU's independent run. Uh, we're going to finish things up tomorrow talking about the final two games of the 155. They've uh, worked our way through all offseason long. Well, uh, two games we want to talk about today is BYU came off a really tough loss, as we all know, that marked their fourth straight to East Carolina. The following week, they went to Boise State, and I got to say, I remember this game thinking, okay, if BYU can't beat Eastern Carolina, how in the world are they going to go to Boise State and beat the Broncos on their home turf? Now, this is a fairly middling uh, Boise State squad by their own standards. They were 6-2, and two, so not a bad record, but they just not been the same type of Boise State as you had seen previously. BYU obviously struggling at a 4-5. and five, uh, Excuse me, they were 5-3 and three, speaking of Boise State, excuse me. BYU 4-5 and five coming into this game, but this is the game that Pukunakua really put a stamp on every Everything he did at BYU. Who can ever forget his game-winning touchdown, getting that toe down with that ball cradled under his arm before uh, falling out of bounds? What an incredible play it was. It, it just it, it signified everything that Puka Nakua was when he was capable of playing for BYU. Of course, he dealt with injury concerns as a Cougar, but uh, he showed what he's capable of at BYU. And I would venture a guess that uh, an NFL franchise like the Los Angeles Rams saw that play against Boise State and said, okay, this kid can ball. And obviously, it, it played out well. BYU gets the win. Back into the win column to reach 5-5 five and five on the season, uh, and they would follow that up with a, a tougher-than-expected FCS game the following week uh, against Utah Tech. Now, this is the first-ever matchup between the Trailblazers and BYU. Of course, uh, formerly Dixie State, speaking of Utah Tech, came to BYU and uh, early on uh, threw everything they had at BYU. They actually had a 6 nothing lead at halftime. They added another 14 points in the second quarter, but BYU, to their credit, righted the ship under uh, the direction of Jaron Hall. He ended up passing for a season high, if I'm not mistaken, 
rushing 456 yards and five touchdowns in this game. Christopher Brooks ran for 102 yards in his own right, and BYU ended up rolling in the second half to a 52-26 win. Like I said, tougher than expected against Utah Tech. Not your typical FCS game that BYU had dealt with, but that win got BYU to bowl eligibility, and we'd find out uh, very shortly after that that BYU would be going to the New Mexico Bowl, and they had one more game to play, though. They had to make a final trip. Their final regular season game as an independent football program would be out on the farm, taking on the Stanford Cardinal. We'll talk about that, and we'll also talk about BYU's adventurous trip to Albuquerque to play in the New Mexico Bowl, and we'll do that all on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Cougars. So there you go. You are up to speed on everything I got for you guys here on a Thursday. A big thank you once again for your guys' support of the podcast. Like I said, year six of the podcast is underway and cannot wait for another 280 or so episodes over the next year and cannot wait for you guys to be a part of it along the way. So thank you once again for making Locked on Cougars your first listen of the day, as we often say, as well as making uh, making yourselves or being uh, one of our everydayers right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Until tomorrow, my friends, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.